Hi, I'm Tom Zimmerman. Welcome to the EMDR podcast. In this episode, we'll talk a little bit about time management in EMDR, particularly with clients with complex trauma. Um, I know that Dr. Shapiro recommends um, 90 minute reprocessing sessions, but my experience is that it's entirely possible to do really good EMDR inside a standard clinical hour. Um, that's the only EMDR I've ever done with clients. And we've done really just thousands and thousands of sessions. There are some strategies that may help you be more effective inside the standard clinical hour. So I wanna talk about that and ways that you may be able to use time most effectively. Um, managing time is one of the core tasks of an EMDR therapist. Yet the problem with complex trauma is that they're the most likely clients to have a lot going on in between sessions that they're just gonna simply need to address in session. So what do you do? <laughs> what do you do when you wanna help a client unburden this massive amount of trauma that they have and there's absolutely no guarantee that trauma isn't ongoing? Well, we, wanna, we do wanna make sure that we're attending to the client and don't lose track of the fact that one of the most important trauma-focused interventions at our disposal is our attention, is our ability to listen, and um, our ability to attune with someone who's in distress. So, so I realize that it can be a very frustrating journey because clients may not get much better until they're able to heal, but clients also need our attention and focus um, related to the, the dysregulation that's happening in their lives and is happening between sessions. What is helpful is for the therapist to have a personal commitment to timeliness. By that, I mean, um, you know, start your sessions on time um, when possible in sessions on time. There's a lot of predictability and comfort in that. If you have a nine o'clock session, a client shows up at nine o'clock, they go right back into your office. They know that you're anticipating closure. They know that you have a plan for closure and that you pretty consistently um, keep an eye on the clock. And there aren't a lot of, there aren't a lot of mistakes that, that new therapists bring to me in consultation, but one of the mistakes is simply not leaving time for closure. So the, the joke is, it doesn't matter what the floor routine looks like. The floor routine can be really, really messy, but we need to stick the landing. And to stick the landing, we need to make sure that we leave time for the landing. And these are the kinds of things that can kind of help you make sure that there's both you know time to check in, time to reprocess, and also time to safely stick the landing. These are some strategies that may help. Very rarely will I resource with the client in the same session that I'm gonna do reprocessing. And why is that? Because resourcing is just gonna take some time. It may take a third of the session. And if we're starting reprocessing a third of the session in, we can just expect the suds of four, five, six. So. Um, and that may be okay, 
But if you're starting with a new client and you're starting resourcing, why not resource, right? Why not do all of your resourcing and then start the next session reprocessing so that you have most of the whole session to do that and the client has a greater chance of the session ending in sunshine. Sometimes sessions do not end in sunshine, that's okay, but we wanna make sure that we're doing what we can in the form of time management to make sure that sessions don't consistently end with a suds of four, five, and six. So um, where we tend to go wrong is in this part of the hour, right? If we're having a very long check-in, again, we can, in the blink of an eye, we can burn 15 to 20 minutes in a check-in with a client with complex trauma. Again, the problem is we're, we have 10 or 15 minutes here. We need 10 to 15 minutes at the end. That's not a lot of time at all for reprocessing. So in the check-in pretty quickly, very often in the first few minutes of the session, I'm asking the client in one form or another, what would you like to work on today? That kind of, you know, that lets the client know I don't want to miss the opportunity to do work today. If the client says, look, I've had a lot going on. I just want to talk. Then we can, we can do that. We can explore that. I'm open to letting the client go on this journey. And I, it's essential really that we let the client go on this journey in a way that, um, that is dictated by what the client needs on any, on any given session. So, I found that in the very beginning part of a session, asking pretty early, what would you like to work on today? Often a client will say, well, I guess we can do that EDMR stuff, right? I guess we can do, you know, this therapy that we've been planning on doing, or I guess maybe we can work on this thing we've been talking about. Good. And then from there, um, we're going to pretty quickly move into phase three. And this is another place where a lot of new therapists burn a lot of time in phase three. I encourage my consultees to get practiced at doing a phase three in under two minutes. So phase three, think of it as a plane. We've done all the taxi work. The plane is on the end of the runway and has just been cleared for takeoff. From that point, we are not slowing down. We want to get this thing moving. We want to get them. We want to get the plane in the air. Um, we are not slowing down when possible. And certainly we're not spending 10 to 15 minutes talking about whether one positive cognition is better than another because of the things in the phase three setup, the positive cognition is the most likely to change. Dr. Shapiro says that half the time it changes, and that's, that's what I'm finding. About half the time, whatever the positive cognition that we end up with, it's not the same one we started with. So about half the time it changes, and that's, that's okay. So what that means is the positive cognition really is a dart into the dark. It is a guess about what the client might need to believe when this memory, you know, when this memory is cleared. So, so again, 
we don't want to rush. We don't want to badger. We don't want to push the client through phase three, but we also don't want to dawdle. So get it is it is entirely possible to do a really good, really relaxed phase three in a minute or two. Get practiced at it because if you're if you're spending ten minutes on phase three, you are spending way 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 too long. So. Um, Another thing that will just help you manage time better, and this will come as you get more experience. Um, clients can burn a lot of time when they're stuck or when they're on um, channels that aren't particularly effective, particularly at this, this moment in the process. Um, so as you learn to very quickly and efficiently identify when a client may be stuck, nudge them back out of the way. A lot of what time management is in EMDR is knowing when to strategically intervene and when to really get out. And most of the time we're just gonna get out and stay out of the client's way. A lot of the inefficiencies in EMDR therapy is when the client is trying to do the therapist role and when the therapist is trying to do the client role. So I have podcast episodes on clarifying roles to make sure that we're not um, simply burning time by doing work or working in channels at times that are just profoundly inefficient. So again, this dance of staying out of the client's way and following them and then very quickly intuiting when they're in the territory of stuck. Yeah, they seem to be stuck. Yeah, they're stuck. Strategically intervening, getting them back on the highway, getting out of their way and following them again is, is a really core, very important time management skill that may only come with practice and good consultation and really paying attention to how clients are processing and how clients get stuck and how clients may find their way out of getting stuck. Um, I also find that because we do this, this loop between, you know, big breath, what are you noticing, um, that we say the same words over and over and over, we can save a lot of time by being very careful about what we say. Because even when you say something like, okay, take a big breath now, right? That, even that multiplied by, you know, 20 or 30 or 40, you know, check-ins can really add up to five minutes. I mean, those, those, you know, so, so what you may want to figure out is how to do this dance with a client even more efficiently. What I may do is say, okay, and then I may go straight into a breath client sees me breathing, we're, we're attuning in that way. And um, so be careful about what you say, be careful about um, particularly the things you say over and over and over that take time because, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 seconds here multiplied by 40 can add up to, to a lot of time. Um, one of the things obviously that makes the most sense is if you get client consent at the end of the prior session, 
that we do some reprocessing next session and just let the client know, you know, unless a lot's going on, let's have a quick check-in, let's get on the path and let's, you know, let's try to process at the start reprocessing at the beginning of the session so that we can have this whole time, you know, to do it. And a lot of times clients are okay with it. With clients with really complex trauma, I'm careful not to identify the target we might work on next time, only because they may think about it or ruminate on it and come into session already pretty activated. And that's not always the best way to go into a new target. But letting the client know, you know, I think it's time to do some reprocessing. I think you're, you're really prepared for this journey. Um, next session, you think you would be open to, to giving this a try. And then with that consent, you can more easily and perhaps more comfortably say, you know, at the near the beginning of the session, what would you like to work on today? And then that can get us, the goal is to have the vast majority of the session reserved for client noticing. And if anything else is happening in that time, we're, we just want to check and make sure that we're using the most efficient. We're just using our time as efficiently as we possibly can. Um, thank you. I hope some part of this was helpful. Um, please check us out again. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.